Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of 2 Samuel, chapter 17. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. Now in verse 5, Hushai. Then Absalom said, Get Hushai the archite also, and let us hear what he has to say. And when Hushai came to Absalom, Absalom spoke to him, saying, Ahithophel has spoken in this manner. Shall we do as he says? If not, speak up. So Hushai said to Absalom, The advice that Ahithophel has given is not good at this time. For said Hushai, You know your father and his men, Absalom, father, David, you know your father and his men, that they are mighty men, and they are enraged in their minds. I want you to underline, like a bear robbed of her cubs in the field. And your father is a man of war and will not camp with the people. Surely by now he is hidden in some pit or in some other place. And it will be when some of them are overthrown at the first that whoever hears it will say there is a slaughter among the people who follow Absalom. And even he who is valiant, whose heart is underlined this like the heart of a lion will melt completely. For all Israel knows that your father is a mighty man, and those who are with him are valiant men. Therefore, I advise, Hushai said, that all Israel be fully gathered to you, from Dan to Beersheba, from north to south, like the, underline this, like the sand that is by the sea for the multitude, and that you go to battle in person. And so we will come upon him in some place where he may be found and we will fall on him as underline this, the dew falls on the ground. So you have underlined like a bear robbed of her cubs, like the heart of a lion, like the sand that is by the sea for the multitude and as or like the dew falls on the ground. That's how fast we're going to come upon him. And of him, in verse 12, and all the men who are with him, there shall not be left so much as one. Moreover, if he has withdrawn into a city, then all Israel shall bring ropes to that city, underline this, and we will pull it into the river until there is not one small stone found there. So Absalom and all the men of Israel, key verse saints, Absalom and all the men of Israel said the advice of Hushai the Archite is better than the advice of Ahithophel. For the Lord has proposed to defeat the good advice of Ahithophel to the intent that the Lord might bring disaster on Absalom. Now, I want you to stop right there and look over at chapter 16, verse 23. Keep this in mind about Ahithophel. 
The advice of Ahithophel, this was the mindset of the people. This was the common ideology of the people during that time concerning Ahithophel. The advice of Ahithophel, which he gave in those days, was as if he had inquired at the oracles of God. So it was all the advice of Ahithophel, both with David and with Absalom. And now they say in verse 14 that the advice of Hushai is better than the advice of Ahithophel. Now, Ahithophel's counsel, listen, is wise counsel. As I said already, it is wise counsel. It's decisive. It's swift. It attacks uh, suddenly. Uh, there's not a whole lot of blood. The goal is to get David and then to bring back his followers and to make them loyal. Ahithophel's counsel is wise, but listen, it's not godly, but it's wise. Ahithophel gives his thoughts. Absalom does something a little bit different. Absalom calls for Hushai the archite. Hushai comes in. Absalom told him Ahithophel's plan. And Absalom said, if you've got something to offer, speak now. If we ever hold your peace, let's hear it. Well, verse 7, Hushai said, the advice is good, the timing is bad. The advice is good, the timing is bad. Hushai, remember, is not a military man. Remember Hushai, if you were with me in chapter 15, Hushai is just a friend who came upon David. Stay with me. Look at me, please. Hushai is just a friend who came upon David when he was up on Mount of Olives praying and seeking God and crying out to God because he was in such a bad place spiritually. And Hushai shows up. And remember, we talked about that, that everybody needs a Hushai every now and then to come along and encourage you and lift you up. Amen. Amen. And, and so Hushai is just a friend. And then Hushai said, David, in chapter 15, Hushai said, David, I'll stay with you. And I'll just hang out with you. And David said, listen, you can do me one better. You can go and make yourself a spy like Jason Bourne. And you can go and make yourself a spy with Absalom and Ahithophel and listen to what they say. And then when you hear what they say, tell um, Abiathar and Zadok's sons and they will get the message to me what Absalom and Ahithophel are planning. So Hushai, if you would go and become a spy, and that is what he did. He went and became a spy among the court of Absalom. So Hushai is not um, a strategist or a tactician. He's not a military man. He's just planted among them to hear what's going on. Well, look at verse 8. Hushai said, Absalom, your father and his mighty men and his men are mighty men. And enraged in their minds, note this, I had you underline, like a bear robbed of her cubs in the field. And your father is a man of war and will not camp with the people. Hushai was smart. He said, you don't want to step into this hornet's nest. Absalom, your dad is smart. And if you start something with these guys, you better be ready. Because your dad is like a mama bear over her children. Hushai said, David is smarter than that. 
He is not going to be sleeping with his troops. And they're going to run up against Joab and Abishai. You know that Joab and Abishai are famous for winning these types of battles. And because Joab and Abishai, they're warriors. And Hushai said in verse 9, look at it. Listen, your dad is probably hidden somewhere and you guys are probably going to lose this battle. And then before you know it, people are going to be saying there's a slaughter among the people who follow Absalom. You don't want that. Hushai, look at verse 11, he lays an effective verbal trap. Here's what I call it, an effective verbal trap. And Absalom steps right into it. Hushai said, here's my thoughts. Let all of Israel gather to you from tribes of Dan to Beersheba. It seems that Hushai is drawing attention to Absalom's ego. He doesn't use the I will statements about himself, but rather a series of statements about the strength of the new king. Note this, saints. Hushai is a master of metaphors. And this is why I had you underline those five sections. They are a series of metaphors. Verse 8, enraged like a bear robbed of her cubs in the field. Verse 10, like the heart of a lion. Verse 11, like sand that is by the sea for multitudes. Verse 12, as the dew or like the dew falls on the ground. And even verse 13, we will pull a city with ropes into the river as one small stone. That is a metaphor. So Hushai is using this imagery to make a point. Again, in verse eight, go ahead and look at it. David has run out of the city into the wilderness. They're angry. They've done this before. This is not their first time out. Notice verse 10, like the heart of a lion. David is a military man and a tactician and surrounded by experienced warriors. And I don't think he'll be staying with the troops. That's not smart. Verse 11, like sand that is by the sea for a multitude. He tells Absalom he needs to take time and gather the men from Bathsheba. He says, Absalom, you be the leader. And after we gather everyone, then we move out. Imagine yourself, Absalom. Imagine yourself conquering the conquering general out in the front, leading the way. Hushai is simply buying time so David can get away. Hushai said, verse 12, will come upon them like as the dew falls on the ground. Hushai says, Absalom, think about it. We won't just kill David. We're going to slaughter them all. They're all against you as king. We'll kill them all and come upon them all like the dew that falls on the ground. It comes in silence. It comes irresistible. You can't do anything about it. So you, Absalom, will descend on that city and conquer. So Absalom in verse 14, and all the men of Israel said, the advice of Hushai is better. Now listen, this is crazy. This little scene is crazy because Ahithophel's advice, actually, if you're awake and still listening, Ahithophel's advice is better than Hushai's. It is. I told you, Ahithophel's advice is swift, is clean, is quick, is get in and get out. Get David, take the people and get back. Hushai's advice is let's go slow, let's get an army together from Dan to Beersheba, gather the troops, have everybody say the pledge of allegiance to the flag. 
Absalom will come looking like riding in like a warrior. Hushai is buying time. When you think about it, the plan of Ahithophel is actually militarily, strategically, tactically better than Hushai. What we have here, listen, we have good advice from Ahithophel, bad advice from Hushai. Yet God takes the bad advice as the better advice to accomplish his will. Did y'all hear me? God takes the bad advice as the better advice to accomplish his will. This is the craziest thing that I've seen in scripture. This is crazy. Keep in mind, when David heard Ahithophel teamed up with Absalom, remember back in chapter 15, when David heard that Ahithophel, because his counsel was like the, like the mouthpiece of God, like God was speaking out of his mouth. So when David hears that Ahithophel, his trusted counselor, his friend at one time, had joined up with his son to stage this coup, to, to, to plan this rebellion, to, to commit this act of treason, David prayed, Lord, confuse his counsel. Now you tell me God don't answer prayer. God answers prayer. God is confusing this counsel. David prayed God confuses counsel and bring his counsel to foolishness. Absalom and all the men in verse 14 determined the advice of Hushai was better than Ahithophel. And here's the reason, saints. Are y'all listening to me? Here's the reason. Look at verse 14. Here's the reason. The Lord had determined to defeat the counsel of Ahithophel that he might bring disaster on Absalom. That's why the confusion. And that's why they chose the more difficult plan. Because God confused their minds. Y'all ain't hear me. God confused their minds. I've always told you, and this is a great example. I've always told you that God is involved in the affairs of men. God is involved in the affairs of a nation. That's why every time we come around to election time, for every four years, everybody starts freaking out. I don't care who's running for president. Well, I don't like Donald Trump. Well, I don't like Hillary Clinton. Uh, uh, uh. Right, calm down. God is in control. God is always in control. God is never out of control. The heart of the king is in, is in the hand of God. Okay, this is Proverbs chapter 21, verse 1. The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord like the rivers of water. He turns it wherever he wishes and that's exactly what's happening here. God, are y'all getting this? God is turning Absalom's heart. And we read in Psalm 41, keep up Psalm 41, 42, 63, 55. All of these Psalms reflect these days of David on the run from Absalom and reflect the providential hand of God involved in the life of Absalom and David as David is running from his son. It's the Lord who decided to override the counsel of Ahithophel and deal with Absalom because the Lord loves David. And like it or not, sin and all, 
you're right on the on the vertical and 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 because you're right with God, but you still have things to deal with on the horizontal. That sin, even through all of that, David is still a man after God's own heart and God still loves David. All that sin. And you need to be glad about that because he loves you and all your sin, too. And you should be happy about that. Yeah, go ahead and clap your hands. You should be happy about that because he loves you and all your sin, too. God loves us just the way we are. And just because we sin doesn't mean he, like, kick you to the curb. And it doesn't mean that he's going to stop using you because, because you sinned, because you, 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 you made a foobar. Foobar. F-U-B-A-R. Fouled up beyond all recognition. That's what you did. You fouled it up beyond all recognition. And God will use you and God, and God, because God loves you. And, and if, God, if God loves you and God wants to use you, nobody can stop that. And if God needs to confuse the mind and the heart of a king in order to accomplish his will and his providential sovereign hand is involved in this situation, there's nothing you nor I nor any king can do about that. Nor any government nor any people nor any voting booth can do about that. You have to accept the will of God because God is involved. That's why I don't trip out and I don't freak out when things don't look like I think they should look on this earth. This earth is not my home anyway. We're supposed to be acting like we're going to somewhere else. Half of us are acting like this is our home and this is it. If this is all you got to look forward to, you must be pretty sad. I'm serious. You must be like on Prozac or something like that. You got to be on something. You got to be taking something. You got to be taking something because I couldn't do it. I can't do it. I can't. I can't. I can't. I was, I was talking to somebody the other day. I said, I don't know how people... I don't know how people live without Jesus. And I had to ask myself, I don't know how I live without him either. Before I got saved like 21 years or so. But, but how, did I, how did I get by? I think that's what it is. I got by. But life in Christ is so much better than life without Christ. It's so much better. And you can trust and you can relax because God is holy and God is eternal and God is sovereign and God is infinite and God is gracious and God is immutable. Immutable means that he never changes. He can't change. He's God. Malachi 3, 6, write it down. For I am the Lord. I do not change. Therefore, you are not consumed. Hebrews 13, 8, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and how long, saints? Forever. God doesn't change, and that should do your heart good. I think of Daniel chapter 4 in verse 17. Daniel is prophesying to Nebuchadnezzar, and he said, This decision is by the decree of the watchers, and the sentence by the word of the holy ones, in order that the living may know that the most high rules in the kingdom of men, gives it to whomever he will, and sets over it the lowest of men. It's pretty fascinating. God still interjects himself into the affairs of men. I'm going to show you that again tonight, a little bit later, toward the end. But he still injects himself in the affairs of men, and nobody does anything without God's knowledge. In our text, we learn it was the Lord who proposed to defeat Absalom and not man. Look at chapter 17 in verse 15. Then Hushai said to Zadok and Abathar, the priest, thus 
And so Ahithophel advised Absalom and the elders of Israel, and thus and so I have advised. Now, therefore, send quickly and tell David, saying, this is Hushai. Again, I told you he was buying time for David, right? And remember, he was there as a spy, and he was supposed to get word back to him as to what's going on in the camp of Ahithophel and Absalom. Here now, Hushai is telling Zadok and Abathar, the priest, there to get this message to David. Do not spend this night in the plains of the wilderness, but speedily cross over, lest the king and all the people who are with him be swallowed up. Now Jonathan and Ahimaaz stayed at Enrogel, for they dared not be seen coming into the city. So a female servant, and I think King Jimmy says a wench, I ain't heard that word in forever. Are y'all read, anybody reading King Jimmy? It says a wench, doesn't it? I read that today. I went, man, I haven't seen that word in forever. Okay. It says a wench, but new King Jimmy, the most holy and anointed version, says, so a female servant would come. See, we're, we're nicer. For a female servant would come and tell them, and they would go and tell the king. Nevertheless, a lad saw them and told Absalom. But both of the men went away quickly and came to a man's house in Bahurim, who had a well in his court. And they went down like a cistern, and they went down into it. And then the woman took, and she spread covering over the well's mouth and spread ground grain on it and the thing was not known and when Absalom's servant came to the woman at the house they said where are Ahimez and Jonathan and so the woman said to them they've gone over the water brook they're not here and when they had searched and could not find them they returned to Jerusalem now it came to pass in verse 21 after they had departed that they came up out of the well and they went and they told King David and said to, to David arise and cross over the water quickly for thus has Ahithophel advised against you and so David and all the people who were with him arose and crossed over the Jordan by morning light not one of them was left who had gone over the Jordan. Now when Ahithophel saw that his advice was not followed he saddled a donkey and arose and went home to his house. Notice what he did. Then he put his household in order. Got the last will, living will, all the stuff. Got stuff together, probably put on the kitchen counter. Put his household in order and hanged himself and died. And he was buried in his father's tomb. Stop right there. So Ahithophel, pardon me. Hushai sent Zadok and Abathar the priest to go to David and tell him, don't spend the night in the wilderness, but move quick, cross over the Jordan because the king is coming. Giving David again time to regroup before Absalom gets there. Jonathan and Ahimaaz stayed in Enrogel and they didn't go to Jerusalem. And keep in mind, the whole nation didn't go over to Absalom's side, especially because he disgraced David's concubines and that was offensive. So Absalom and his men are out looking for Jonathan and Ahimez, 
And this boy in verse 18 saw them and told Absalom. And they came to the man's house in Bahum, which is about two miles northeast of Jerusalem, not very far. This man had a well in his yard and the woman of the house spread a covering over the well and camouflaged it with grain. And so Absalom's servants came to the house and they said, where are they in verse 20? And they said, they're not here. They went that way. And they looked around, they couldn't find him, and they went back to Jerusalem. And Jonathan and Himez came out of the well and told David, David, you need to move quick because Ahithophel has given counsel against you. Ahithophel, his name means brother of folly. Brother of folly. Ahithophel, listen, was a mix of practical and foolish. It's wisdom to get your house in order. Listen. It is wisdom to get your house in order. I don't know why I was talking about this, where I was talking about this, but I remember just recently talking about a a living will, you know, a living will. You know, we, it's kind of a, uh, uh, an uncomfortable, weird thing to do. Weird in that it just feels weird. I mean, just talking about if I die, this is what you are to do. And then, she, if you die, then this what you, but, but, but you get that done. We got that done. Uh, Elvira and I, that's getting your house in order. Um, uh, uh, um, your, your, your will, your will, you know, one of the worst things you can do to your family is pass away and leave things undone. You talk about people fighting and carrying on and folk, and all of a sudden you got family you never saw. When you die, you want to know who your family is? Die. Well, you won't know if you're dead, but you know what I'm saying. If you, you die, just die, just die, just die. And you'll find out exactly who your fam- folk will come out. I'm cousin Harry on sister Sarah's side. Worst thing you can do is not have your house in order. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch and Calvary Chapel Cary located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.